Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast, everybody. Hello, Burke. Hello, Matt. I'm so Hello, Ben. Oh, How are you guys? Pretty good. Yeah, not too, not too bad. <laughs> trying to survive. Man, you called it pretty well, Ben. The, uh, it's definitely not uh, Suyu. Been having a heat wave up here in Hokkaido it's as well. It's weird, so. isn't it? The weather is really strange. Like yesterday... So yeah, well, pretty much like the first of July, summer suddenly just like boom hit Sapporo and Hokkaido, and the humidity just like went through the roof. Sunday was like thirty-five degrees according to my car temperature, hmm. um, which is pretty bloody hot. Uh, yeah, and humidity up to like eighties. Yeah, welcome to the new world, Ben. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> this is how it's going to be, man. It's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Did you, uh, so you were in your car, did you go out and do anything over the weekend or? We, uh, I finally got out onto the tennis courts on Saturday. So my foot is, you know, had that slight injury, um, and it's about 85, 90%. So yeah, after about a month of not playing, I managed to get back on the courts and it was, uh, it was great. Yeah. It was perfect conditions for tennis, no wind, uh, quite humid. A uh, little bit overcast, but, uh, but because of the the lack of wind, you know, it was great. We could uh, get a good three hours in, so that was that was fun. Didn't win, but you know, it's good to be out on the courts again. Yeah, for sure. Even in that heat, I had a pretty busy weekend. I had to run out to Furano on Saturday, trying to get our Mimpaka place set up there. But besides that, on Sunday, uh, finally got to go out to lunch uh in the city we hung out in the city it was like a first time to hang out in the city for a long time over the weekend but um man i've never been to it but there's a gyukaku up in uh Sapporo station um you guys know gyukaku right yep yeah i like it yeah it's kind of like a chain yakiniku restaurant type place and, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of new, uh, restaurants opening and closing in stellar place because of the whole, uh, effects of Corona and everything. But I think Yukaku has been there for a while, but, uh, it was the first time for us to have lunch there. And, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it, um, because they've got a nice view of the city you can enjoy during lunch. It's up on the sixth floor station facing south. Um, during the daytime or the nighttime, I think it's a good good seating and stuff. So it was a good time for us to go there as a family and stuff. So nice. How's uh, how's your weekend, Matt? Oh, not bad. Went to um Toya again on the weekend, but um on uh, Friday found out um there's a new festival on in Odori. Happens to be a uh, Burke's favorite festival that started. Oh really? Let me guess. Yeah. Guess. Go for it. R- Red Panties Festival. <laughs> <laughs> now that's his third favorite. <laughs> it's the uh, the Sapporo Flower Festival. Oh, I do like that. That is my favorite festival. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. Good news, Burke. Your um your petunias came in second place. So a bit of a congratulations there for you. Damn, we were thought we would get first this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, the Sapporo Flower Festival. It's just like the beer garden, but lots of flowers. You can um, look around and peruse all the competitions, right? Oh. So I did that. Did a bit of shopping, which kind of brings us to our uh, topic this evening, doesn't it? Um, is Burke a real man or not? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what your definition of a real man is, man is there. That's well, it, yeah. There you go, there you go. I made a joke about you doing um, flower arrangement, Burke, and Ben, would that make Burke less of a man, in your opinion? Uh, I, not these days. I think it may, makes you quite uh, like a common man. A man's man today. Not in the <laughs> samurai days either. Ikebana <laughs> was a big part of samurai culture. So oh, there you, there you go. go. Mm. Yes. But we're not shopping. And um, so, yeah, today's topic was it going to be uh, uh, men becoming more feminine? Because I did go out. We went out shopping and there were a few, quite a few young men. Um, one guy was wearing a, a pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make any jokes about that, but no, he was wearing a pearl necklace, and I thought, man, things have changed, haven't they? And his buddy was wearing long kind of girl girl earrings, like uh, dangly ones. So um, I thought, man, things have things are definitely changing around here. Um, where where was this? Was this like... Zara. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fashion capital of Sapporo. Yeah, so um, how do you guys feel about this uh, this change in uh, fashion that seems to be happening maybe in Asia or is it constrained more around the world? Yeah, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask about fashion because I've been wearing the same clothes for the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife keeps kind of, you know, egging me to, to buy new new stuff all the time but uh i'm 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 quite attached to my my clothes as long as they don't have holes in them i don't see the point of uh buying new stuff hmm. well i was just gonna say uh because this was gonna be our topic i just happened to look stuff up but man there's a lot of uh information out there about how things have actually gone in different directions at different times seems like we might just be in one of those times that it's going a certain way but Kind of depends yes. on when you look, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, people, um, you know, people can wear. I don't care what people wear; they can wear whatever they want if it makes them happy. Um, I just don't quite understand it myself. I'm kind of, yeah, like one of those old dudes, I guess. I think you're quite stylish, though, Matt. I, th I think among our group of friends, I would say you're up there in terms of trends. You know, you uh, you pull off the. The silk scarf every now and then on a, on a winter's night. I don't know if oh, I can do yeah. that. Yeah, I do have a scarf. Yeah. I know, yeah. I'm not yeah. joking there either. <laughs> I bought them in Oman. Really cool place. Ah, yeah, should, yeah. Should definitely check it out, yeah. And, you know, you were, and Burke always has his trilby hats or the like. You know, the, he, he's quite fashionable with... What what are style of hats do you like to wear, Burke? I can't remember what they're called. It's not a trilby hat, right? They're like the kind of that's like a the the hat from Snatch, isn't it? Where the, the pikeys wear those. But you wear more of a oh, yeah, I don't know even what it's called. I don't I don't know what it's called either, except for uh, somebody from Australia once called it a cheese cutter hat or something. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Is that what you guys call them, Matt? Cheese cutter. I don't know. I, I wear them because uh, I mean it's just. 
it's the uh, it's actually the type of hat that my grandfather used to wear, so I just wear it because uh, copying him basically. Yeah, it looks um, cool. Looks cool. Yeah, looking in this whole like effeminate male thing, this is apparently a pretty big topic because um, it's actually it is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's a billion dollar industry, right? Well, it's a billion dollar industry, but uh, you know chicken or egg is it a billion dollar industry because men are into it or is it a billion dollar industry because they're promoting to men now and why are they promoting to men like where did the trend start and stuff did you guys happen to find stuff about that uh no <laughs> <laughs> is this uh you're talking about like clothing or is it no, grooming yeah personal hygiene <laughs> i guess like yeah a lot of grooming Right. I'm just talking it's about are, yeah. the effeminate men in terms of fashion, grooming, and everything. Apparently, they're blamed. They've blamed the U.S. Uh, for some of this at different times in history, Japan's history. One of them, the first being after the war, because you know they kind of got rid of Japan's military and stuff. They say that uh, countries without militaries tend to have kind of more effeminate male culture because there's no influence in the military. And uh, you can even kind of see that now in China. China is banning effeminate behavior, and some say it's because they're trying to build up more of this traditional masculine type of image for their men, perhaps preparing them for future, you know, conflict or combat and stuff. But they're saying uh, the most recent trend of effeminate men in Japan is related to actually... Well, I guess. Go ahead. Wouldn't have to be K-pop bands, would it? Actually, no. Those are uh, what they're saying are a result of. Um, oh, this is before. Okay, so the K-pop band are the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The result of all this. Kind of. I mean, they say like with Korea, like, do you blame Japan or does Japan blame Korea? But in Japan specifically, they're saying uh, like after the bubble burst in the early '90s. Um, women's expectations actually changed then because women's roles started to change. And during that mm. time, there was a lot of manga and anime that were, um, well, because women were becoming more financially independent, um, they were kind of making a lot more d decisions for themselves. They were, you know, more so than in the uh, Japan's earlier history, they were kind of having more equality. And so because of that, they actually started to, uh, that's when they started looking for more kind, caring, what, what's the word? Soshoku? Uh, soshoku keidanshi. Yeah, right. soshoku keidanshi. They started v looking for Vegetable, the, vegetarians or something? Vegetarian women, men? Herbivores. Herbivores, herbivore men. Herbivores. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're the ones who started looking uh, for those types of qualities in men. And so that's why all these animes and... Uh, and uh, ma manga or manga started coming out uh, portraying men in these stories. So that's why men kind of started to trend more in that direction is what some people were saying online about the uh, the current uh, trend of this. And, this, uh, and then like Johnny's and uh, one of Ben, you've mentioned before, you thought this guy was pretty cockwee. Uh, there was a commercial with Kimutaku. Kimutaku. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's more of the the more masculine kind, I find. You know, he's like very manly. Uh, you know, quite direct when he talks and a bit bit more aggressive. I think he's doesn't really represent the feminism that 
that's going on these days. Yeah, well, you're talking about the 40, 50-year-old Kimutake. You should probably go back yeah. and look at his uh, commercials in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, you, it might be more reflective of uh, the type of guys uh, we're talking about today. But there was some commercial where he was getting attacked by women, and he went down, and then he came up, and he had lipstick on. And he started wiping the lipstick on his lips, and that led to some boom in sales of uh, women's lipstick and stuff. But around that time, all these guys from Johnny's and stuff started to kind of promote more of this image because it was what women were into. And so that's how the whole Johnny, well, according to what some people were saying online, that's how this whole Johnny's image of more effeminate men came about. And yeah, as we see now, uh, a lot more men are using skincare products hair care products, uh, dressing quite differently. Yeah, now you see the extreme versions in Johnny's as well. So what came first? Is it the women changing or is the men changing? I'll say uh, the men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've kind of, you know, before we, uh, when we agreed to, to look into this topic, because I, I teach at university. So I started to kind of look at my students and uh and noticed yeah like a lot of the guys they're uh they're very concerned about their hair a lot which uh which is quite common to like how a lot of japanese girls are always you know you see them like looking at their cell phones and rearranging their hair so a lot of guys are doing that now too and they've all got this kind of fringe style k-pop haircut that's been that's been going around um but definitely like a lot of them are very stylish they all look different they're not really kind of copying each other like all their friends and stuff they're always wearing like different style of clothes different style of shoes saw some some guy the other day pulling off the uh the jesus sandals with socks which i remember was a big no-no back in back in my day but now it's considered quite cool um so yeah so i noticed like things like that and uh, and I just remember like when I was about that age, I guess like eighteen, nineteen, I I had no sense of fashion and what I what I really liked to wear. You know, it, it took me quite a while to kind of figure out what my style was, and uh, haven't really figured out still, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, I've definitely noticed um, in university, guys are guys are very stylish. Mm. Well, I was like, you, you know, I live near Siskino, right? And uh, so when you're walking around the, the bars and the streets, you just see all these uh, host um, bars around and the guys just look like women in these pictures. And oh, and you see these guys lining the streets like trying to trying to get girls to go into their bars and they are wearing lipstick. They're all wearing foundation. They all got their hair done and everything. And I'm like, wow. Is that is that what women really want? And uh, I just find it really surprising that that's is that the you know is that what they're aiming to be? Um, but yeah, but I was reading up that. Uh, but is that what, is that what they're aiming to be, or is that just what they're? Uh, I mean, dressed up like to give women. I mean, because that's what women want to have fun with when they go out, like uh, for a night in Siskino, you know. Yeah, but is that what women want? Because oh, um, I don't, I have no idea. Because my missus, she's like, oh man, these guys look ridiculous. But uh, I'm like, well, that's what that's what sells. Then I don't know. Well, I, I, that's the thing, though. I don't think they're dressed that way because 
they think that's what women want. I think they think that's what customers want who are headed to Suskino to go to the hostess bars. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so they're trying, to, they're trying to attract a certain clientele. Well, I just think it looks like probably to women, it's like, oh, this is like a playful atmosphere. These guys are all dolled up. Uh, so that's what they just, you know, it's probably what women, instead of like, I don't know, going and hanging out in some restaurant with a bunch of salary men, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why not go hang out yeah. with a bunch of idle looking guys, you know? I mean, I personally, yeah. When I, I mean, I've talked about it before. When I worked in uh, Yonchime Plaza, those guys used to like harass a lot of women who uh, would walk down that hallway and stuff. And I was just like, man, who are these guys? Like, they kind of look like they're trying to be gangsters, but they're wearing a lot of makeup and their hair is mm. like super dyed and stuff, you know? So. But they do take themselves very seriously, don't they? They're not doing it as as a laugh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, only because there's so much money to make that they that they take it seriously. But I don't think that they, I don't know, they, that they actually take them personal selves too seriously, like how they how they look and things like that. I think they're doing it just to get customers in and get mm. in, and just to make a lot of money. And I think it's like kind of short. It's like a temporary job, like because it's not something that you can do as a as a long-term career because they basically have to drink so much alcohol that they'll end up killing themselves so i think uh yeah it's like a maybe three four year stint and then uh unless they open up their own bar but then they don't have to do as much uh partying once that happens mm. yeah i wonder yes yeah, wonder if it's been a natural progression you know of evolution that women want to hang out with or drink with these very uh, girly looking dudes you know i don't think i've met any japanese girl that has been interested in going to a host bar before yeah. since i've been in this country and every time i ask like my japanese friends oh what do you think of those host guys none of them are attracted to them at all and they don't mm. want to speak to them yeah so i think it's quite a maybe it's quite a small uh you know a niche market there to maybe. get well, maybe, it's just, in. maybe it's just for a lot younger girls, you know. Uh, I think it might actually be for like middle-aged Older women. Yeah, yeah, middle-aged women with money want to go out and uh, play with their boy toys on the weekend type of thing. <laughs> Sugar mama. I don't know. This person on uh, on uh, TikTok or something, according to this article, is saying that according uh, to this person, Japanese ideals of normative masculinity, masculinity basically fall into four categories the bishonen bisenen kakui and kawaii beautiful boys beautiful men cool and cute uh so they're saying i mean this might be this person's own personal opinion but they're saying that's what uh japanese women consider masculine which like you're kind of saying ben i don't think that matches up probably with a lot of the uh women that we've probably talked to and stuff uh, but my my wife, uh, I mean, she was really into this uh, dude on this uh, TV drama, and uh, and he was just like this really quiet, kind of clumsy guy and stuff. And I was asking her why she's like so into this program. She was like, oh, this guy is really nice and kind and blah, blah, blah. And so, again, I don't know, maybe that's what uh, kind of Japanese women are putting more emphasis or value on. Yeah, this um, there's this chain of stores that cater just for men it's called dandy house a dan, a dan, they, 
Dandy is a what, a gentleman in their forties, fifties that like kind of look cool, isn't it? And the uh, the VP for that says Japan has never really stressed the concept of being macho in a Western sense, but what we find now is that men are actively actively seeking the soft and smooth look that is considered so attractive now. They aren't scared of getting their hairs plucked, and believe me, it hurts. <laughs> so. Has any of this, you know, new kind of men's marketing affected any of you guys? Have, has, it, has it pulled you in? Um, I don't know how far you guys go in terms of grooming and, you know, using all these face creams and stuff, but apparently I was talking to my wife and uh, some of her Japanese male friends that they're all very into like skincare, especially, uh, mm. you know, using moisturizers, uh, different kind, not exactly like makeup, but definitely like taking care of their skin and, mm. uh, plucking their eyebrows and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't even do that. I don't well, know how you guys, how far you guys go. Well, in the morning, if my face is a little puffy, I'll put in an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. <laughs> After I remove the ice pack, I use a deep pore cleanser lotion. In the shower, I use a water-activated <laughs> gel cleanser, then a honey almond scrub, and on the face, an exfoliating gel scrub. <laughs> now, that's from American Psycho, by the way. <laughs> I thought you were about to introduce a new sponsor for the podcast or something. <laughs> Um, There's more, but I'll, I'll just leave it there. Um, no, I, I use a uh, like a, a skin moisturizer. You know, that's about it, really. Is it is it branded, or is it just a regular? I don't know Johnson Nivea, and Johnson kind of Nivea. Nivea. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I've talked about it before. I kind of tried to get into it at one point because I had a girlfriend that was very into that, and she bought a bunch of products for me. So after that, I was trying to buy them, but. Uh, yeah, I've just given up. I mean, once you have kids, I mean, I I should, I should say like when I was uh, younger, and probably still thought I was uh, good looking. I was probably trying to hold on to that for a little while while I was with this girl. But yeah, now it's just like you know, if I can just get a couple hours of sleep, uh, splash water on my face in the morning, wake up, I'm good to go. <laughs> man, Burke, we need to get you out to a uh, get you a manicure or something, man. We should uh, maybe we should do that as some research. Go out and get our nails and hair done. Exactly. Know? Be pampered for a bit, <laughs> yeah, for once, you know. We don't get appreciated anymore. But there's, you know, there's that new uh, big kind of male grooming company, Manscaped, right? They're like all over the place now. Um, I don't, I'd, I've never seen any of their products, but it's all about what grooming. Uh, cutting hair and body hair, like waxing your chest and shaving your balls and stuff like that. They have like all these razor <laughs> or you know electric shavers for that. I've never, never really thought about doing stuff like that, but maybe that's what all the young kids are doing. <laughs> Is that what the program's called? I'll have, <laughs> I'll have the haircut and the shaved ball package, please. <laughs> yeah, I think there's one. There's one product called the lawnmower, and I think that's for shaving your balls. Apparently. The lawnmower, yeah, that's no, uh, pretty that's threatening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what else could it be for? I guess shaving your chest, maybe. But <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, Burke's back. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is is that like if somebody's well groomed, are they less of a man? Like if Burke went up to his jujitsu with his foundation accentuating those beautiful cheekbones of his and a bit of lipstick would you be like 
Burke, you're not much of a man anymore. Would you <laughs> Would you accept him for who he is? Again? <laughs> well, as long as he's not wearing it on the mats, it's okay. You know, as long as he <laughs> washes his face off before he puts that gi on, then it's uh, it's all good. <laughs> Right. I will say this. I did order a black jujitsu gi at one point, and uh, when it got delivered, the stitching was pink. And I was like, what the heck is this, man? Is this like a girl's <laughs> black gi with pink stitching or something? So I uh, took it back to the, uh, the head of the gym, the sensei, and I was like, yeah, I, I got to return this, you know? And uh, and he was like, really? What's wrong? And I was like, yeah, you know, pink, I just prefer off black, you know, blah, blah, blah. It and, accentuates my hips too much. Yeah, you know. And uh, he took it back, but right after he took it back, like three other guys at the gym were like, I'll buy it. And uh, one guy bought it that night right away. So they all thought it was like, and another person ended up buying the same gi with the pink stitching. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, yeah, to them, it was more like saying like, it was kind of like uh, just more of like the... I guess fashion statement within jujitsu a little bit to have a little bit of flair, you know? Yeah, right. Bit different, bit, bit, uh, yeah. I I think like, um, at our gym, actually, the, some of the, some of the dudes are quite stylish on the mats, right? They, you know, there's a lot of bright colored geese. Uh, there's a couple of dudes that wear like pink, all pink geese, uh, yellow ones, green ones. Uh, I think, I think it, you know, you, you, you need to, be pretty confident in yourself to wear a pink gi but the guys that do wear them they they can pull them off um i think because they're really good at jujitsu as well and they're tough um but yeah i, I don't i don't think i could uh pull off a, a pink one but black and black and pink stitching i think that's pretty cool actually i'm uh surprised you you took that one back back <laughs> i think it was just because uh i thought it was just like all black, and when it showed up, it had like pink stitching, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" I, I seriously thought I had made a mistake and ordered like a girl's gear or something. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with. I like pink. I think it's a very nice color. Yeah, I mean, I, I went through not really a pink phase, but like uh, when I was kind of trying to dress like a surfer kid when I was in elementary school, I had like a pink, uh, not a pink hat, but I had like it was black hat with like some. Oh, so I guess at that point, yeah, I was kind of into pink and black, so. Huh. But that the color t-shirts. <laughs> well, yeah, they you know like surfers have like all the fluorescent clothing and stuff. So, yeah. but um, I was also read. I mean, do you think this is just a thing in Japan? Obviously, not China so much anymore, but Korea. Do you think? Do you, or do you think this is a worldwide phenomenon? Do you think things are changing everywhere around the world? It's a bit of a general question, isn't it? But uh, I would, I would say so. I think. Like uh, back at home in England, well, British people have always kind of been quite, uh, you know, fashion conscious anyway. Especially like the men too. Uh, like if you go to London or something, you see everyone's got like real funky haircuts. You know, half the side of their head is like completely shaved off, and the other half has like a mop of hair or something. Um, you know, tight jeans, like mega tight stretchy jeans. Those have always been quite quite popular. So I think uh I don't think yeah it's uh, it's just Asia I think are definitely uh western countries too. Yeah but you go back I'm mean, even what to the 80s you had like Skid Row and uh Poison all those bands they were kind of into big hair and that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah I mean you you got big hair as well Matt you've uh you've always <laughs> Shut <been>. up Ben. <laughs> <laughs> My beautiful locks. Yeah, I don't think you've ever had a haircut, have you? 
Uh, not really, no. <laughs> not, so, not so often. Yeah. But, I mean, I was reading that fashion was also changing. Now, things are becoming a bit more, uh, what's the word, androgynous. Uh, like, uh, so I was reading these latest fashion. This is two years ago. Pink handbags, kilts. I don't know why that's feminine, though, because that would annoy a lot of Scots, wouldn't it? And uh, bra tops for men. Bra tops for f- men? Yeah. What is, it, is, it, is that like for, for men that have bitch tits? <laughs> Do not say my name. Do not say my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, moobs, I guess. No, I think it's more of a fashion item. So. <laughs> is that what they're called? Moobs? <laughs> <laughs> Man boobs, moobs, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I got to say, I mean, I, I think I'm kind of like you, Matt, like, especially as I'm getting older, like I just uh, feel pretty out of touch with a lot of um, the new trends that are happening, especially in like, I think, you know, countries that are comfortable don't aren't facing any conflict, obviously, the US, Japan, Korea, at least right now. But like, if you yeah, was- think about like those countries, I mean, that are like in the midst of war or something, I hmm. think they're, uh, yeah, they don't really have time uh play around with fashion and stuff so yeah i was actually talking to somebody who said men aren't men anymore they're not you know tough and all that there's no uh not many jason momoa's walking around anymore so and he's saying because there hasn't been any real conflict so which i thought was an interesting statement first world problems eh exactly mm. yeah mm. moobs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it's a it's a very in depth. Uh, I mean, it's a very in depth discussion that we we're just you know scratching on. So we should actually probably look it into a lot more. Yeah, maybe do I'm a, and do another podcast. Yeah, on. yeah, maybe get like a a youngster host, on, get a host in. <laughs> yeah, 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 ask him like what a, drove him to it. Right, like mm. a young twenty year old in their prime or something like that as well. You know? Round them up and lock them up into my basement and. <laughs> Beat them, Saskino. <laughs> Shave their heads off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyways, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I, it's uh, again, I'm a little out of touch with it, but uh, it's kind of one of those things too. Now I'm just so busy, don't have much time to think about it. So I'm just like, if that's what uh, people are getting into, I guess that's what people are getting into, you know? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually trying my best to, uh, to not get into fashion. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I don't like the idea of uh, people buying so many clothes and then throwing stuff away. Things are waste. There is one good thing I'll say um, about uh, Japan. Like you see, or like people with different fashion. You know, those are uh, those girls who dress up like dolls, and there's you know dudes who old dudes who dress up as schoolgirls. You know, I see a lot of these young dudes with makeup and like long earrings and. Um, all that sort of stuff, but nobody nobody says anything to them, you know. I think that's a pretty good thing. I mean, if you walked if you walked around Australia or England, I'd imagine um, you'd probably get stuff thrown at you or said something said to you anyway. That is true. Yeah, they're very accepting of uh, you know differing styles and uh, and you know like they're, they're quite gender appreciative, I guess, if if that's the word. Like on on TV, you see like a lot of uh, celebrities who are kind of, I don't know, uh, you know, transsexuals or something like that that are quite popular. 
what's her name? The 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 last Matt Matt uh, Matsko Matsko Dallas Matsko Dallas yeah yeah it's like a dude dressed up as a as a woman all the time right and um, they're really popular yeah well we didn't uh, really have time to talk about it, but I mean even Kabuki obviously is uh, has been a big thing in Japan for a long time women dressing kimonos and uh, putting on makeup and stuff and uh, didn't have time to touch on it this time but. Uh, Back in the Edo period, there was actually something called the third gender, which was young men who were in the wakashu stage, which was like uh, between being a child and a man before a person came of age. It's kind of a really bizarre custom to think about now, but um, these men uh, had a special type of haircut, and all men went through this uh, period apparently. And uh, during that period, they were allowed to be very sexually promiscuous uh, with both men and women. And uh, many oftentimes, uh, with older men, they would form very deep relationships and uh, and kind of stick with these men as like their mentors for you know many years, even after they became adults. So if we look at it from today's lens, you know, it sounds like pedophilia or grooming or something. Uh, but again, this also too was apparently put to an end when, uh, what's this, uh, Perry and the black ships came over and forced Japan to kind of open up to the West and everything. So this whole, uh, Oh, you damn Americans again, eh? <laughs> ruining all the fun, <laughs> ruining all the fun. But, uh, yeah, there was that period too. So, I mean, Japan, that's the thing, man. I think just Japan has a very, uh, different history than, you know, the countries where we came from so it's definitely interesting man see where things are going to go in you know 20 30 years fashion and and uh, people's uh, um, sexual identity i guess gonna yeah happen. they'll be just like single sex non non uh, non-binary all that stuff that will uh, come into fruition robots <laughs> until the next world conflict <laughs> yeah exactly all right uh yeah i guess we're up to that time um thanks again for everyone for joining us if uh, if you'd like to join in the discussion you can uh, send us a, send us an email or you can join our social media platforms twitter instagram facebook and uh yeah let, let us what you think of uh, of this interesting topic about was it feminine men or men becoming more into girly stuff i don't know if you could say that <laughs> Yeah, effeminate men, yeah, or maybe men becoming real men. Depends how you look at it. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. This episode of Voices in Japan is sponsored by Barefoot Bar in Sapporo. Barefoot Bar has craft beer and a tapas-style menu and also a burger menu. Twelve different types of craft beer, both bottle and on tap, and also local Sapporo beer on tap. Should also mention that all those craft beers are local Japan-made craft beers. They also have free drink plans available, student discounts on Thursdays. They're open seven days a week, 4 p.m. till late Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. till late Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, they have whiskeys, basic cocktails, and spirits available. They're located on the 6th block of Tanuki Koji, which is the covered arcade shopping center in downtown Sapporo. 
And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you've probably heard Ben and I mention Barefoot Bar before because simply it's one of our favorite bars in Sapporo. And now we're very happy to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. 